Welcome everyone to the B League Pick'em Show. Show for the last time for 2023. I am your guy. I am your host, Dan at the B League says, coming at you live for Going for Two Live. Part of the Going for Two Network. It is a fantastic place to be. And before I kick on, I just want to get started by saying thank you to Jeff Lambert one more time for a hell of a season, hell of a year. I know a lot of a lot of your uh, hosts and shows are wrapping up for the year. You're an absolute you're an absolute gem of a human being. Thank you for all the time you have given me. I appreciate you very much, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. Uh, here's our head on show for going for two. Also, want to give a very big, very quick shout out to Kyle Gladys. I guess the doc as well. He came in for one day as well as we chipped in for me a week ago. But more importantly, to Kyle and Gladys, a uh, hell of a season for you guys. We wrapped up on Monday night. We might kick on uh, early uh, 2020. 2024. Holy shit. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, maybe we'll get a game or two in there if there's a Monday night playoff game. I hope everyone can tune in and be a part of that as well because we have a hell of a run uh, this year. Our props were probably better than they had ever been uh, since we started the show and since we started looking into it as a group and as a collective. We've been getting better and better every week uh, and they are fantastic people. So Gladys Tyler, Gladys Louise Tyler, Kyle Center, and Dr. James Freddie incredible people. If you aren't following them online, you should be. Speaking of following people online, head over our Discord. It is free. Going for two live at Discord. Get a part of it. It's a live server. You can basically sit us there, ask us about fad budgets, dynasty pickups, trades, waivers, best ball props, betting, gamblings, anything you need to know about fantasy gaming, we are there. As always, you can follow, I guess, people on Twitter, whether you want to or not. I don't really give a shit. I don't really use it anymore. I'm really just there to read what other people say. I don't want to converse with people there. It's a cesspool. I'm not even going to promote it anymore. But go find us on Going For Two Live Discord server. It is free. As always, Underdog Fantasy. This is where we get our props from, right? This is our gimmick. This is what we're here for. Promo code GF2, 100% matching deposit up to 100 bucks on your initial outlay. There is no better time to get amongst it. Because look, we got our playoffs coming. Playoff schedules are here. Easy money to be made. That's what you want to be a part of. As always, find us over on uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe and hit those alerts and kick on from there. We're going to go over the show for those who are joining our kick on. I look at the props for the week uh, from this week's slate of games. Thursday's games, Chargers plus three at Ra- Chargers plus three at Raiders. Who would have thought? Uh, at Raiders, over under 33 and a half. I don't care for this game very much at all. Minnesota, plus three and a half at Cincinnati, over under 38 and a half. Pittsburgh, plus two and a half at Indianapolis, over under 42. And it's the only game in the morning with an implied total over 40. What a shit show. Denver and uh, Denver is plus five at Detroit. Oh, sorry, it's the second. There's only two. Denver plus five at Detroit, over under 47. That should be a cracking game. Denver on form, looking to take the AC West. Detroit starting to slip a little bit. We'll talk about them in a little uh, as well. Sunday morning. That's all for Thursday and Saturday games. How wild is that? Sunday morning, Kansas, minus nine and a half at New England, over under 37. Chicago, plus three and a half at Cleveland, over under 37 and a half. Atlanta, minus three at Carolina, over under 35. The New York Jets, plus nine at Miami, over under 40. New York Giants, plus four and a half at New Orleans, over under 37. Tampa, plus three and a half at Green Bay. I like this game a lot. Uh, over under 42. Houston plus two and a half. Maybe they have, maybe they don't have CJ Stroud at Tennessee over under 37 and a half. There's only one game between Thursday and, and Sunday's early game. Sorry, there's two games with an implied total over 41 and that's Pittsburgh Indy and the other one, as I mentioned before, Denver and Detroit. 
uh, and there is 11 out of 23 quarterbacks who are not starters playing. In that wild? What an absolute mess. So we have, what's up, Jamie, my man? We're going to talk about them Browns right about now. I've got a feeling the Browns are going to hit another win. Liking the Browns at the moment. They're playing well. A lot of spirit uh, in Ohio. I like it. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Browns Chicago this morning because you look at the games that are on hand. Outside of Denver and Detroit, you don't really want to be going, actually, I kind of have a feel that that, that Green Bay Tampa is going to kick off. I don't, I don't know why, but I feel like Green Bay Tampa is going to be one of those sneaky games. I can't believe I said the word sneaky. I hate the fucking word sneaky. I hate the term sneaky. I hate when people use the word sneaky and I fucking did it. You clown. My God. Someone please drop the clown emoji and I will post it because I am deserving of the clown of the week. Fucking sneaky. There's nothing sneaky. I really think that Green Bay and Tampa is going to blow up. I think that's going to be one of those stupid games that no one's really going to see coming. For some reason, I feel like it's got game of game of the year contender written all over it. Green Bay could be anything. Tampa could be anything. They're both fighting for something. I kind of like the makings of this one, weather aside. But I am going to head over into Ohio. There we go. Thank you, Jamie. I feel much better for saying the word sneaky. I hate the word. I hate the term. I am indeed a clown. Thank you very much for adding that in. We're going to head over. We're going to look at Chicago and Cleveland. I feel like this game's a bit more exciting. Again, like you look at the applied totals and it's kind of stinking. And I get it. The, the matchups are kind of there to be had. I kind of I feel like these ones are pretty good. Uh, Chicago, interesting team. They're on a bit of a bit of a run, I guess you could say, in some degree. They're, they're playing with a bit more fight now that Justin Fields is back and healthy. Really like the acquisition of Mont- of Sweat uh, from out of uh, from Washington. I think you look at what they gave up to get him, and then you look at what Seattle gave to get Leonard Williams. I think I know who got the better of that one. I understand Williams is more of a run stuffer. I get it, but. Nah, not really. He's, he's not really doing too much. And any Giants person could have told you that. But anyway, pick number one, we're going DJ Moore. Lower than 65 and a half receiving yards. I have absolutely zero faith in him at all. This guy's even going to punch up 110. I'll give you 30. I just don't see it in there. I'm not sure these, this says much for more though. I've, I hate it when people say, oh, my team has injuries. Because you look at what Cleveland's had to deal with, and they are still producing one of the best defenses in the NFL. I negate any conversation about teams complaining about injuries after seeing what they've had to done. It's uh, what they've had to do. It is ridiculous. So you see what Cleveland's defense is doing week after week after week after week. Second fewest receiving yards wide receivers given up, uh, about 124 on average per game. And they give up nine receptions per game to wide receivers. And, and Justin Fields ain't the most, I mean, he's decent. He's a decent passer. I actually think he's, un, he's a bit, un, I think he's a bit hard done by. But I don't think it's okay to be okay. And then you play Cleveland and get absolutely smashed. Bears are erratic, erratic at the best of time. And I know they're, you know, Fields scrambling and improv away from a 50-yard catch. There's always that danger in the pocket. I get it. But still, I trust the Browns need more than anything right now. And that'll come at the expense of DJ Moore in week 15. Pick number two. Old mate, Joe, Joe Flacco, higher than 213 and a half passing yards. His comeback is revelation of the years. If this is a comeback of the year, I don't know what the fuck is. Two games in, he's already there. 254 yards in his first game. And what he had, 311 in his second yard. So, gone over 250 in two games back-to-back. 300 last week. Absolutely screaming against the Jags. He had a hell of a game. Now, guess the Bears, who, to be fair, again, I've said it before, they're on a bit of a run. A bit of a run. They also have been middle in the pack in regards to the arts and completions to quarterback for Flacco. 
kind of above the market right now. You look at who's playing. Some of these quarterbacks are kind of they're going to shit. Flacco, he's pretty good. He's, he's all right. So even on a bad game, Joe Flacco, let's see, 225, 235. Uh, they have too many options across the board. We'll talk about Amari Cooper in a second, but like, Elijah Moore, if he wants to pop up and do something, he can. If he finds David Bell on the slot, he can do that and he can. David Njoku for 90, he can. If he wants to get uh, to Jerome Ford, Ford in the flat, he can. They're actually looking okay, really functional team. I still prefer them with Deshaun Watson. I feel like every time the game that he gets hurt, I think it was in week week three he got hurt. He looked really good. And the game that he got hurt, he looked like he was back to himself. So it's a shame that we couldn't get that from him over the rest of the season. Whatever. Flacco is going to be more serviceable than Easter Stick, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, Tommy DeVito. going to be more serviceable than what Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins. He's doing the job. 230, 230, 240 on a bad game for Flacco, for Cleveland at home. I can see it. And, and, and I'm all right with that. Pick number three in this game, we're going to go with Amari Cooper, higher than 49 and a half receiving yards. I saw this and I did a double take and went, what, 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 why? I get it. He was injured and, you know, we can talk about his splits and all that sort of stuff. He seems to have recovered from the rib injury. Uh, 14, 14 target game last week, really. It was a welcome back game for him, I guess. Uh, so that was a season high as well for him, which is nice. Uh the, I think the most encouraging thing if you're a Browns fan is you saw that he's had a 14-target game, which is what a season high for him. And David and Joku blew up at the same time. I've always felt like since Cooper's been there, it might have been a quarterback thing or a skin thing, whatever. I think you never really see both of them tee off at the same time. It's either one or the other. And to see Cooper have a 14-target game and what punched a decent amount of yards in that one as well, uh, 77 last week, and then Joku to go for nearly 100, and for them to absolutely douse the Jags. Yeah, I, I really think this is a good thing for the for the Browns moving forward. Uh, since the bye, Cooper has logged four games straight with over 85 yards, got hurt, slowed down for three weeks, and since his recovery, he's punched out 77. So he was back to that form, and he's looking really good. So I feel like we're getting a discount at 49.5. They're giving us a post-buy discount with rib injury. I'm okay with that. Again, Bears' D should be respected. I've been saying this for weeks. I was calling the Bears' run defense five, six, seven weeks ago. And there's a reason why you're going at 89%, just, just saying. But you could you could basically line up the Bears D and say, that guy's going under. And, and every time it would hit. So respect the Bears defense. But I think the, the Browns are on a bit of a tear lately. And Cooper hitting form going over 50, I think, is an easy one to, for us to get on. Either way, we're going to kick on into the afternoon games on Sunday. San Fran minus 14 at Arizona. My God. Give me, the, give me the Cardinals plus 14. I'll take that to the bank. Over under 48. Washington plus 7. At the Rams, over under 49. And Dallas plus 2 at Buffalo. I like Dallas plus 2. My God. What are Buffalo doing? 49 over under implied total. I feel like normally I would be jumping all over the 49ers. Uh, yeah, probably I would. And you look at what Dallas and Buffalo are giving us. I really feel like that's a game we should have paid more attention to. Yeah, but screw it. We're going the commanders at the Rams. We're going the odd one. We're looking at this game here, the, the, the tied equal highest applied total of the week, give or take. I really like this game. I think, again, another weird game that we could look at and go, this game could end up going off. And whatever, the Rams defense has been above above mar above water, I think. I think a lot of people have gone, ah, oh, and the Rams, you know, this, this. I say this week after week, their defense is actually all right except for what happened last week against the Ravens. We're not going to talk about that. 
that's a Bruno. But if you look at what Washington's been doing as well, they go, oh, yeah, fine, fair enough. They're in with a fighting chance every week. So we're going to head over onto that. All options seem feasible. I wouldn't hate you for getting on anyone other than that. Pick number one, Brian Robinson, higher than 42 and a half rush yards. Because why the fuck wouldn't we? Look, I think higher than 50, uh, we might look at that and go, uh, let's let's have a look at his numbers a little bit closely. But 42 and a half, I feel pretty comfortable with that. Uh, maybe this one is a bit of a trap. Coming off a slight injury, had the hamstring injury and a bye week. We don't really know what he's about. I could see on Friday, he's probably going to get the Q tag. Oh, man. Last thing you want is a game time decision. That's more of a basketball thing. Oh, my God. NBA basketball fantasy. Shout out to Zach. I'm in the league with him. Uh, my God. Like, game time decision. Oh, my. That is the worst. You got to look every day. It's freaking mad. Either way. Uh, so, you know, I feel like this could be a bit of a trap because of the injury in the bye week. But 42 and a half prior to that, you kind of sit there going, yeah, this would be an easy thing. It's like since week eight, he's only had one game under 50 rushing yards. And even in the game he got hurt against Miami a few weeks ago, he was seven for 53 at that point. So he was, on call, he was on course for a monster outing. It really is the injury discount I'm looking at here. And I think I'm buying that one alone. So we're looking at the Amari Cooper injury discount at 49 and a half. We're looking at Brian Robinson, 42 and a half. I really think that's what it is. Uh, the Rams run day is very close to what the current commanders run day is giving. And that's about middle of the pack in regards to attempts and yards as well. So aside from re-aggravation after a week off, Maybe they they hold him back for what? Their, their season's literally on the line this week. So a loss to the Rams, they're not catching them. That's it. So I see no reason as to why he wouldn't hit in that regard. Well, my friend, I'm glad you think that I'm going to talk about Cooper Cup soon. We're going to do that in a minute. I think Cooper Cup and Pukunakua both hit 100 yards this week. I really don't think that is a stretch. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, I promise, we're going to talk about, not before we talk about Kyron Williams. Kieran Williams? Kyren Williams. Kyron Williams. I don't give a shit what you call it. Kyron Williams, higher than 79 and a half rush yards. I feel like, again, injury discount. We're getting all this. What a revelation this lad has been this year. They look a completely different outfit without him. And when he's back and healthy, they look like a decent team as it is. Since he's returned, he's punched two 100-yard games, 114 and 143. Uh, and another one over 85 in the last three. An average 20 rush attempts with five targets in that time. Uh, it's it's He's it. And he's the cog that, that they turn with. So to see 79 and a half against an average run defense, about middle of the pack. Again, as I mentioned, like they're similar to, they're similar to the Rams run defense, similar to the commanders run defense. Very, very close together. Middle of the pack in that regard. I like that for him. Pick number three. My God, Cooper Cup. Uh, higher than 65 and a half receiving yards. So we're going to talk about Cooper Cup right now. 65 and a half receiving yards at underdogfantasy.com promo code GF2. 100% matching deposit up to 100 bucks. You've got to be fucking kidding me. 65 and a half receiving yards for Cooper Cup. After he just punched over 115 against the worst part of the secondary. I can't believe it. Madness. Madness. He looked back to his best last week. He looked back to what he was. I don't think it was a mirage. Look, when the Rams are drawn into a game with they had to give a little bit more than normal and had to chase the game beyond them. Yes, I think that happened. And that's a part of part of what happened with Cup last week. The Ravens absolutely smashed him. Let's call it what it is. So I think a bit of that production was from that, unfortunately. But against, you know, a grain of the moment for like Cooper Cup, a bit of a shame. 10, 8, 115, and 1. That's what he used to give us as a flaw. That was like pre-injury flaw, Cooper Cup, 10, 8, 115, 1, 9,500 on DraftKings every fucking week. The guy was a lunatic. 
the guy was going out of his freaking mind at one point, and that's what he was. And he finally gave it to us last week. It felt like that was the game that we've been waiting for him. That's why he was going top four in your best ball leagues. And now he gets Washington, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Fantastic. He gets him at home. Fantastic. And that's what we really want. Uh, I feel like just what? They're giving up. Uh, let's have a look at this. NFL, one of the worst in the NFL. Giving up most most yards to wide receivers, just about 200 receiving yards on average per week. And the second most receiving touchdowns to the position this year at 20. So if you can get that prop later, you can tease that as well if you wanted to into your parlays. If you wanted to go cup over 70 and a touchdown, cup over 80 and a touchdown, cup over 90 and a touchdown, cup over 100 and a touchdown, I wouldn't blame you. You should get on that. We're going to kick off into our last slate of the week. There are no props yet currently, or I haven't looked since this morning, maybe 10 o'clock this morning. There was nothing there for the after game between Philly and Seattle. I uh, do like Geno Smith passing at home. Get on that. But we're looking at Baltimore minus three and a half at Jacksonville over under 44. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 50 passing attempts on a stump leg. Trevor Lawrence, 50 passing attempts on a stump leg. Take the over on his passing attempts this week when they drop. However, we're going to go pick number one, Lamar Jackson. Higher than 223 and a half passing yards. He's had a few big passing weeks uh, in his past month or so. He's had one over 250, another over 300 last week. Jackson's shown that he has this inco- uh, this competency in his in his artillery. He can do it. He can be a very good passer. People don't want to give him credit. People are stupid. That's just what it is. But he's also good to go on 190 as well. well let's let's call the one it is that he does that. He's done that five times in his last 13 games. He's gone on 195 times in the last 13 games. And that happens too. So even though he's good to give up uh, the, give the passing yards, he's also good to take it away. So he does that too. But you know, when the game plan is there to air it out, he airs it out and he does it really friggin' well. And Jacksonville, they will let you. So Jack's pass defense has been good for a couple. I, I feel like they've been okay. Guys like Rayshon Jenkins, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he's had an incredible 18 months. I really like him. I think he's had a pretty good time. Uh, however, that hasn't stopped games from getting out of control and the Jags getting their heads kicked in. Now, the Jags have given up third most passing yards this year with the second most pass attempts as well. So as good as you think, I might tell you they have been. And I guess that might be a bit of fool's gold with Josh Allen kind of uh, copying in and uh, getting the sack and getting a takeaway and dudes kind of come in and do that. I understand. But they kind of give it up no matter what. I feel like this game... Could be something where Jacksonville have to kind of wake the fuck up a little bit because Colts are catching them. Titans are going to have an easy game this week. Texans, if they have Stroud back, what, they one game off? Two games off? They really they really need to wake up a little bit. So this game could blow up as well, and I like that for a primetime game. So as good as you think the eye might have been saying, they're still going up over 280 pass yards and two in their last three. And there was a streak of over 290 for three straight games as well about a month before that. So... They're, they're, they're loose. They're loose in that regard. They're loose. Pick number two, Zay Flowers, lower than 60 and a half receiving yards. And again, it's kind of weird to say because I'm, I'm liking Jackson to go higher. So I don't like saying the receiver's going to low, go lower. And it's not that I don't think he can't. I think he can. Well, he's, you know, he's just one little slant round going, bang, 30 yards, Gornski. So I feel like that could happen for him. But I feel like the Ravens are that team that they're kind of comfortable now without Mark Andrews that they can have four or five guys go for 40 yards, 45 yards, and they're kind of okay. They play their role, right? They just do their thing. Likely had a big game last week. Beckham can kind of pop up. Lowers can kind of pop up. Bateman can kind of pop up. They have these sort of games where these dudes just kind of chip in. 
and that's cool. Uh, might be Elijah Mitchell catching one out the backfield. There he goes for a few yards. And I feel like that's how Jackson's going to get there. But a guy like Flowers, I feel like it's just a bunch of guys that's going to chip in. Flowers has hit uh, 60 twice. Uh, he's had 60 and 73 in his last six outings. So not not great form. He's only gone over 60 and a half twice in the last six. And again, it's a good game for him to do it. So if you want to just say, Dan, shut the fuck up. We're doing it. Hey, no drums. How about it? But I feel like this is one of those games where they're all going to get involved and all going to get around it. Pick number three is a guy that I love to absolutely bet against because I just have never seen the hype in him. I don't care for him either. Pick number three, Calvin Ridley. Love with a 52 and a half receiving yards. You dullard for gambling. You just, you just wet blank. You are a wet blanket. You just, you're a noodle. Either way, this ain't it. This ain't the week. If Zay Jones is punching 14 targets and you get 13 and the best you can both conjure up is 45 to 50 yards against the Browns, guess what? And I ain't getting easier against the Ravens this week. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if your Trevor Lawrence is a little bit healthier. It doesn't fucking matter. Ravens are going to smash you. Just like the Browns did. That's what you're going to get. So it, it's one of those weird things. You say, oh, no, Kyle Hamilton's out. And they're like, yeah, Geno Stone. Okay. What are they going to do? He's going to like get three picks. Off we go. That's what's going to happen. So I kind of feel like that's one of those things that's going to be there. Uh, he's been a bit of a mess since the buy. He's had two games under 30 two games over 85, and last week he gained 53. So I see why they've gone 52 and a half. Chicken shit Vegas giving us odds that they don't even want to bet on. They should just never put the prop there. I just feel like this one's an easy one for us to go lower than uh, in that regard. They don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do with him. And I think that's what it is. He's going nowhere week 15, and I feel pretty good about that. Speaking of feeling pretty good, we're going to wrap up today's show because we can, and that's it for the year. 20 minutes on the dot. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. We're going to wrap up with these picks one last time for 2023 into 2024. Again, shout out to Jeff, Kyle, Gladys, and the doc. You guys are killers. Thank you to anyone that's tuned in and just commented and said something nice or even sent me a clown emoji like this one. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate this more than you know. Pick number one, we're going to head over into Chicago. We're going to head over into Cleveland to see them play Chicago. Chicago? Chicago? Chicago. Either way. DJ Moore lower than 65 and a half receiving yards. Pick number two is going to be Joe Flacco higher than 213 and a half pass yards. Pick number three is going to be Amari Cooper higher than 49 and a half receiving yards. I like them a lot. Going to head over into afternoon games. We're going to go Washington at the Rams. Brian Robertson higher than 42 and a half rush yards. Kyron Williams. Higher than 79 and a half rush yards. Cooper Cup higher than 65 and a half receiving yards. Into our evening game, Baltimore at Jacksonville. I like this one more time. Lamar Jackson higher than 223 and a half passing yards. Zay Flowers lower than 60 and a half rec yards. And Calvin Ridley lower than 52 and a half receiving yards. Done. Cooked. I am done for a year. I can't wait to go on vacation. I am not going to watch any football. I'm not even going to see if these bets clear. That's not the freaking point. Thank you again one more time. All the best. Safe bets. Cheers. Happy punting. Good luck and goodbye.